Do you ever think about utopia? Do you ever think about ethical dilemmas? Do you ever think about the other people on public transport? Do you ever think about the demise of civilization as we know it? Recording. Hi there, gorgeous people. Welcome to Do You Ever Think About? Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Candace Jade. And I'm Merida Violet, host number two. Host number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we're talking about intention, but before you get all like, eh, this is going to be some new age manifesting thing, slow your roll, mate. Nah, it's not about that. We're not talking about that. Mm. We're talking about the crux, the philosophical, the spiritual. No, not the spiritual. Scratch that. Doesn't matter. What we're asking is, does intention actually matter at all? Yeah, that's right. Like, does anything you do matter if you had a good intention, even if there was a negative outcome? Or vice versa, if you had a positive outcome, but you meant to do harm, <laughs> what's, what's the moral judgment you make on a person? <laughs> you meant to do harm. You ended up doing something really nice for someone. Are you an asshole or are you a nice person? Can you, do you have an example of that actually happening? Oh, unfortunately not. It just popped into my head before. I wish I had an example. <laughs> oh, I've tried to stymie my enemies, but instead I bought them all lattes. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens. I truly do. Um, um, what are your first thoughts with the idea of intention my first thoughts like so many things um, come to a fundamental hatred of religion and the big (laughs) like because for me it's uh, what my first learning about intention was uh, about the Protestant revolution because I was brought up in a a situation uh, a religious (laughs) situation Um, and it's kind of like learning that there used to be a serious, like it used to be a really, really big deal because you could do whatever the fuck you wanted, but if you paid enough money to the priest back in the day, you're fine. And leave, so leave, like, so apparently, have, and it also fed into my worldview because it was this whole thing of being like, well, if heaven's full of rich cunts, <laughs> I don't want to be there. Nah. <laughs> what, what was the actual, like, biblical rule there? Was it basically saying that, like, if you give repentance in the form of, uh, like, donations to the church, then the priest will absolve, your, will talk to God and be like, no, no, he's cool? It wasn't um, my understanding of this and for what uh, came, is it is there's not actually one rule, but the big issue was, especially back in the day when everyone was illiterate, particularly... Mm. That they couldn't read Latin, but all the priests could. They were able to misinterpret or reinterpret or re-deliver, uh, like because there are core messages, which is like you should give, you should be generous, you should tithe, which means that you're like giving away forty percent of your income to the church, um, and to do, oh, not forty percent, it's like twenty. I don't know, mm. it's a percentage. I don't know. Um, but like because nobody was able to verify any of that shit because they could barely read their own language. The, there was a big problem with a lot of priests just being able to go like, nah, everything's fine. Just give us some more money. Or like oh. somebody died, somebody died who's an asshole and you know they were an asshole and they died suddenly, but you're worried about their eternal soul. Mm-hmm. It's all right. If you give enough money to that priest, fuck as many kids as you want. So it was more about a, a, a misinterpretation in practice of this idea, but it sort of became codified because so many people did it. I guess. I don't know. I think it's a very, like, because it happened over a long, long time. So mm. it's not that it could be identified to one story mm-hmm. or one situation. It was kind of a gaping hole of corruption that started at the get-go. But in the Bible, there were parables. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't think that it is sort of one thing. However, it's just kind of grown because that is the nature of religion, which is because now it doesn't mean money so much. That was like the Protestant, that was the original like Protestant revolution. And there were other reasons, but that was a big one that was involved in there. Uh, but now it's not about offering or anything. It's just about, you can do, like it's a real thing that I have such a distaste for with religion because it's grown so much and has grown generationally. And now it's not just Catholics, it is Protestant, it is all this kind of thing. It's this idea that you can do whatever you want and all you got to do afterwards is get like, forgiveness from the dude upstairs and you're fine so therefore in my head that means the intention is never altruistic if you believe that you are able to just get it like a get out of jail free card Mm. all you got to say is like i'm sorry sorry (laughs) 
Or you apply that to ideas of like modern philanthropy and things like that, where you have someone who can basically absolve themselves of sin, you know, whether it's a like a religious sin or like a moral sin by giving money. And like one of the examples I can think of that's like really um, just top of my head is um, Twiggy Forrest, who's like a billionaire uh, mining company owner. With a sick name. Yeah, in, <laughs> in Australia, right? So he made headlines recently for um, giving the largest philanthropic donation um, in Australian history. So I think it was like $100 million that he gave. Maybe it was to bushfire relief or maybe it was before the big bushfires in, in, 2000, in 2020. But whatever it was, it was $100,000, $100 million, sorry, that he and his wife gave. Super generous, right? The intention that they had was to be generous and make the world a better place. But could you argue that all of the destruction done by his mining activities kind of contradicts any amount of philanthropy? And like the best he could do to improve the world would be to stop mining. You could argue that. I you don't know. Totally could argue you know? that. That reminds me of, I think it was Robbie Williams that was once, uh, it's like he donated a million dollars to a charity and somebody at a press report said like, you only did that for the media. And he shot back and was like, the charity still fucking got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's the intent in that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, per- yes, exactly. And then, you know, you think of the back to the church stuff. Cause I think about all these, you know, these mega churches that have millions and millions of dollars and you see them on TV in America where they're literally like, if you're worried about what's going on in the world right now, give, call us right now and give us your money, mm. you know? And that person is probably giving money to a mega church that's going to be like, you know, spending money on like conservative politicians to make sure that like people don't have access to reproductive health care. Or could just be funding one of the pastor's private jets. Exactly. But the person who gave that money really thought that they were helping the world by doing that. So like, is that person who gave that money complicit in this horrible legislation that's going to get passed or oh. or the private jet or whatever? Oh. You know? Is it truly selfish of that person who is actually uneducated, but they're sitting there being like, fuck, I need to get myself out of this. Yes. If I give all my money, what's the intent in that? I need to get into heaven. I yeah. do not want to burn in hellfire. Yeah. Or I'm sick of being poor. Oh, that's a poor example. Um, like, <laughs> I'm sick of being poor. No. But they do that. That though. is they the care. argument for a lot. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're if ty- you sick and tired of being poor, give us money to the church and then God will bless you with wealth. With more money. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What were your first thoughts? I like that. Um, Well, would you be surprised if I told you my first thoughts were about politics? Merida, I'd be shocked on opposite day. (laughs) Um, I thought about things like uh, legislation. (laughs) Um, And specifically, my first thought was about like laws and what was the intention behind the law when they wrote it, you know? So, like, there's big fights in America all the time about the intention of the founders of the of the country and the writers of the Constitution. You know, like, did you know, would he have wanted this law to be interpreted in this way? Because what was the founders, you know, and there's all these, there's constitutional lawyers who study this stuff. Um, so that was, like, one part of it. Another one I thought of was a throwback to our third episode, which was Unintended Consequences. And I really just re- realized, <laughs> as you said that, that... Unintended is a weird offshoot of intention. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the opposite. Maybe the opposite. Oh my God, you're right. Like, in my head, I was thinking like deformed cousin, but no, yeah. the opposite is way better. Um, so I think the that in that episode, we talked about a lot of laws that were passed where they had really good intentions, but the unintended consequences were kind of like the exact opposite of what the law meant to do you know and one of the Mm. biggest ones I thought of was your example in Colombia where they passed a law that was meant to reduce the traffic and reduce the pollution in the city by saying that only people with license plates that started from A to L could drive on Mondays and then on Tuesdays it was from L to Z or something Mm. Um, basically so that only half the number of cars would be on the road at a time but the outcome of that law meant that people just bought a second car. Mm. <laughs> and so there was more cars on the road or just as many, if not more cars on the road. And there was just as much pollution. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking about all of those things as my first thoughts. And then I sort of came back around to the idea of maybe there's intention matters in some contexts and in other contexts it doesn't. Yes. And sometimes, because I was wondering in my head, uh, like, because like, I was just, uh, what do you call it, throwing up sort of different 
uh, scenarios and being like, is your in- like, are you a better person if you intend to go- do good things, or are you still a good person if, in a shit situation, you do the good thing even though you don't want to? That's cunt. That's, that's what did yes, you call me? <laughs> <laughs> no, what is that? <laughs> that is the concept of moral duty from Immanuel Kant, who's a very famous philosopher. <laughs> You can't drop cunt and duty in the it's, same sentence. It's K-A-N-T. K-A-N-T. <laughs> that is exactly the concept of moral duty, which I am only like bringing this up so quickly because I did my research two hours before we did this and cool. it's all very fresh in my mind. So don't think that I'm some sort of philosophy whiz. I reviewed my notes from Philosophy 101 that I took in uni. Um, I but, love it. But Kant, Kantian philosophy is this idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to, I, I'm, I love it. Keep going. Okay. Actually, I might just like go into where I was going to talk about Kantian philosophy. Perfect. Um, which is the idea of duty-based ethics, right? So another term for it is deontolo- deontol- deontology. 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 It's a hard word to say. Um can't get duty based yes i'll just say duty based ethics um are concerned with what people do not with the consequences of their actions so under this form of ethics you can't justify an action by showing that it produced good consequences is why it's sometimes called non-consequentialist so basically you're saying and i find it hard to parse this we can talk about it a little bit more but basically it's saying that an action was like if you did something out of a moral duty even when it was hard that is the most righteous thing you could do Mm. you know so you didn't um you know so say I stopped to help an old lady cross the road Mm -hmm. and the reason I did that was because there's a law that says if you see an old lady who's about to cross the road and fall down you must stop and help her and if you don't stop and help her you're going to get arrested so if I stopped and helped her under those conditions, I'm not actually doing something good. I'm just obeying the law. Yeah, it's obligatory. It's Yeah, exactly. Exa- and I'm actually probably acting in self-interest because I don't want to go get arrested. Fair call. Who does? Exactly. <laughs> Especially not for something as silly as not helping an old lady. I know. But in the duty-based ethics, you're a morally righteous person if you stop and you help that lady cross the road because you, out of the goodness of your heart, you didn't have to. It was just the right thing to do. And that phrase, it was the right thing to do, is like the underpinning idea of that moral philosophy. Now, this opens up the wider chasm of me and my (sighs) contrarian nature, which is, so why the fuck does any of it matter? Mm. If it's not law-based, I don't believe in heaven, and if it it does happen to be true, it doesn't sound like it's full of people that I want to be around anyway, so I'm not interested in it. So honestly, what is the whole like, why does it matter to do the right thing? Yeah. Why does intention matter in any way? And like, why, what is it being measured against? What's the consequence nor the reward? Yes. And like in that, in that example for, for like, when I think about that example of the old lady crossing the road, whether I did it because I didn't want to get arrested or whether I did it because it was the right thing to do, she still got across the road safely. And that is a good thing in the world. Is it though? What if she was a bitch? What well, if she was a child killer? What if she was see? the witch that was baking children in ovens? Well, and this is another example, <laughs> like another extension of that. What if I helped her cross the road to go to the factory where she bakes young children in ovens? Ah. And that I actually assisted her to do that bad action. But, and that's why I have a problem with this type of philosophy because I can't delineate between when the consequence starts. Like, what is the consequence? The consequence is that she got across the road, but then by default, I also helped her go to the factory where she's immediately going to murder 15 children. Yeah. You know, so but am again, I responsible for that? What if the that? children were eight, like X, Y, and Z? Yes. It goes on and on what, and Yeah, on. what if the children were going to grow up to be Mussolini, you know? So like all of those, those th- you know, so you, you can't, there at some point you draw a line between the action and the consequence, right? But where is that line? I think it's immediately within yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. the only thing you can bank <clears> on. <throat> And so does that mean um, with this type of philosophy, like you can only really look at the, 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 the outcome for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you probably can't look at anything. Like, yeah, you again. can't. I mean, it's the butterfly effect, right? You exactly. know, like you have no idea. And if they're going to live in the world of possibilities, we may as well just, it's a fantasy land. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. a fantasy land. And so then that's why I don't think we should judge things based on their 
sort of intentions. I, I, like, I agree. I think that we can't really judge most things, whether they're good or bad, or people, whether they're good or bad, based on their intentions. But that's the thing. How the fuck can you tell what someone's intentions are? Anyway, because, like, I've, the only, like you're the only one that knows how you feel. Yeah. Anybody can say, like, anybody can say, no, I meant to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I didn't, you know, or like, you know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings when I said this thing. Yeah, when I said you're a cunt, yeah. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Like, at the, like totally, that's a ridiculous thing. To- and that's how, and like, um, another thing I came across when I was doing some research was in the context of like social justice kind of things mm. where um, you have ideas like of like microaggressions where um, people, it's because of their implicit biases and social conditioning where... Um, you know, an example in the article I was reading was saying where you're the teacher of a class and there's a hard math problem and you accidentally by the, by default, like always ask the East Asian appearing student what the answer is. Well, how much can it be by default if you've done it this many times before and you felt guilty about it? Yeah. Surely it comes to a point that you have to either admit that you have some sort of memory problem or you're actually like, (laughs) do you know what I'm, because there's only so many times, there's only so many times that that could actually be an accident. Totally, right? So, so the first time it happens, um, you may, it, it was unintentional, you know, but then when does it become and 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 further like even if it was unintentional that still hurts their feelings yeah and and it still perpetuates the stereotype yeah you know so like that and and this is in this instance it's a positive stereotype you know uh, like a, depends like a, what if the kid's really bad at math yeah exactly it makes them you know then they feel bad I'm not the you know the smart kid I'm supposed to be you know the smart kid or whatever in this thing um and so you know does it really matter whether or not they intended to hurt their feelings or should the teacher have known that this type of bias could exist within them and did they have a sort of moral duty to assess those things once they learned they were going to be working in a culturally diverse classroom? I think they did. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. So so therefore, does that mean the intention doesn't matter? Well, in this case, I actually say it moves from not mattering to mattering because mm. if it's been like – if. Use your words, Candace. Spell it out. Okay. First time, you can you can get a pass. That's right. Yeah. Second time, I'm not going to be as lenient. Mm. Third time, that's where I actually think intention does start to matter mm. because then it just starts to seem malicious. Absolutely. And that is an intention that I cannot abide by. No. <laughs> or the negligence, it's willful ignorance at that point. You that's are... Idiotic at yes. best. Like, yeah. worst. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And I agree. I absolutely agree. So that's what's, uh, that's an interesting idea, though, mm. is because I think that, again, like so many things, it's not black and white. Um, it, there are gray areas and it's very ambiguous. Intent, like so many things, intention does matter, but only in certain parts. Yes. Yes. That's, that is sort of what I landed on. Um is the whole episode just going to be me giving you thought experiments? Because that's Please. fun to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah so I thought another Only one. if you intend it with love. Yes. <laughs> Pause, though, because I think before we go any further, maybe we should get a definition for the word intention. Well, it's going to have to be a two-part definition. Okay. Because when, if I just read intention, uh, <laughs> it comes up with something intended, a plan, no. idea, a purpose. And intent, so we have to look at intent, really. Okay. Intent, something that is intended. <laughs> no. Diction, Collins. Collins. All right. Collins. Collins, something that is intended. Two, law, the will or purpose to commit a crime, e.g. loitering with intent, mm. which is to me great as a professional loiterer. That is oh, like know. so discriminatory. Three. <laughs> So, and I like this. Actually, we forgot about this. To all intents and purposes, in almost every respect, or virtually. Yeah. Adjective for having one's attention firmly fixed and intent. Look, bum bum bum. Mm. That's your manifestation one. Is it? Like your attention is fit. You're manifesting it. Like I'm no, manifesting I think, it. In, oh no! Is I think the, the fifth one? one is intent on or upon, strongly resolved on, intent on oh. winning the election. Intently yep. and intentness. Usage. See at intense. Like the circus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I think the, um, I think what mo- we're mostly talking about is that second definition where it's about sort of like the mind's 
uh, willful kind of knowledge. Mm. Yeah. The will or purpose to commit a crime. Or like the or first one, action. which is something that is intended. Intended, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. Um, if we, it's like a plan, idea or a purpose. Mm. So I think between those two is what we're talking about. Yeah. None yeah. of this manifestation no. shit today. No, no, not today. Look, maybe we'll do, we'll do that later. We can do that another time. Potentially. But like... <laughs> Probably not. No. Like, cause like, I'm not having a go at anybody that wants to manifest. Do no, what the fuck no. you want. I like manifesting all sorts of shit, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just don't really feel like I have much evidence base to discuss that topic. That's the with. problem, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cause like, honestly, I manifested this glass of water that I poured for myself, <laughs> which I thought about. I wanted it. Yeah. I meant to get it. It works exactly I- how they said that it would. <laughs> exactly. I manifested this laptop by working hard and then buying. It. <laughs> It's the secret. It's the secret. <laughs> you should write a self-help book. I will call it um, not the secret. <laughs> the other secret. <laughs> the word on the street yes. is what I'll call it. Oh. The hot tip. Hot tip. The hot tip. Hot tips. Which is if you want shit, buy it. <laughs> if you want shit, first of all, be born with a certain combination of luck and genes. Mm. Second of all, work hard or work some. There's going to be so many angry hippies yelling at us. <laughs> but it's fine. No. Because I will intentionally ignore Much them. love. Much. I will oh, intentionally love, sure. interpret it in a generous way instead of a negative way. No, I can't promise anything. No. <laughs> um, so give us some mind, uh, thought experiments. Yeah. Well, okay. So one of the elements of the legal system mm-hmm. that is – in all sort of common law, <laughs> anything that's based on the British legal system, so like Australia, America, Canada, UK, um, I think some other U- European countries, but not all. Makes sense. Um, Singapore, like any... Commonwealth? Commonwealth, yeah. Commonwealth plus US. Got it. Um, have this type of legal system where you, a lot of questions of like whether the law was broken or not have to do with whether there was the criminal mind or mens rea, which is the Latin term. Mens rea. I think I learned that on legal, Legally Blonde. You might have, actually, yeah, for totally, sure. Totally. For sure you did. <laughs> Thank actually. you, Reese Witherspoon. Well, I probably heard it there, but I also refreshed myself. <laughs> I also went to uni. <laughs> no, 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 no. I learned this from a podcast. I didn't learn this from uni. No, um, that's bad. I refreshed myself on a really excellent podcast I'm going to give a shout out to called Hi-Fi Nation, um, which had a season in May that was looking at uh, philo- philosophical questions in the criminal justice system, and mm-hmm. it was just the most excellent thing I've ever listened to. So cool. we'll link it in the episode description. There's nine episodes. It's incredible. I'd like to listen to um, it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, imagine, like, uh, This American Life, but it's all about, like, legal questions and philosophy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It sounds straight up your alley. Yeah, it sounds it's exactly like, my, <laughs> Exactly. Um, so in their first episode, which was called The Criminal Mind, um, basically they, they sort of broke apart this idea of like the criminal mind because that, that's sort of the basis of like what distinguishes first degree murder from manslaughter. You okay. know, like I, I hit, you know, I was driving and I fell asleep at the wheel. I wasn't drunk because that's something else. I fell asleep at the wheel. I sw- swerved into another car and I hit them and I killed them. Okay. That is, we view as society that to be a completely different thing from, I had an enemy, I stalked them, I waited until they were leaving their house, and I drove up behind them, and I smashed into them, and I killed them. Do you know what I see? What? The opportunity for the perfect crime. Because oh. if... Because I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right, keep going. Okay, so if I was going to kill someone, I've just decided. Yes. There could be holes in this, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. Uh, because you said it's an accident. Because, well, like, yes, that could be an accident, but there's layers to that accident. Mm-hmm. Have you been driving for 48 hours beforehand? It's definitely not an accident. Yes. However, if your time, your need for sleep perfectly so that it is aimed at your enemy and then just oh. nod off. <laughs> <laughs> you have, like, no, it's, it's been 18 hours since I last slept, so it's, like, reasonable that I still could have been, like, in my right mind when I was making the choice to get behind the wheel. Strategic napping as Ooh. a murder weapon. Ooh, I like this. Copyright trademark. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Things that will be used in a future legal case. Yes. 
not by us. No, I would no. I don't, giving, I don't have a car. We're just giving you that idea. Yeah. If anyway, if you have an enemy, and take me. I'm quite happy to give this big like give this idea out because I live on the second floor. So the chances <laughs> of me being like accidentally swept down by somebody, one of my arch ne- uh, nemesises, of which there are many, um, is very <laughs> unlikely. It's very actually hard. why I live on the second floor. <laughs> You're like, I, I have a lot of enemies and a I lot know, of friends. A lot of friends. <laughs> I feel like you can't have one without the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, going back to the mens rea. Yes. Um, you know, we in, in society, we, we distinguish between those two things. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're not the same thing. And and like I think in in the eyes of the law and the idea of crime and punishment, you know, um, they should be different things because there is there is a uh, it's, it's like, to me, it's about the prospect of rehabilitation. So like, did someone who just like truly fell asleep at the wheel, maybe they were taking a new medication and it made them drowsy and they didn't realize it would. It didn't say that on the bottle. It didn't say, do not operate heavy machinery. It didn't say that. So they didn't know. <laughs> because if it did say that, then that raises a different question of like negligence. Yeah. But like, you know, so like, so in that instance, I do think intention matters. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it, when it comes down to somebody losing their life, intention, I think, is a very vital role yeah. in that. Truly. Yes. So like, and, you know, also things like, you know, other kind of like the big, the big crimes that we think of in society, you know, like theft. Well, I really, truly, which was always going to be my excuse if I ever got caught shoplifting, if I had ever shoplifted, which I haven't done, but I'm just giving an example of something I maybe have done at some point and would have maybe done. <laughs> if anyway, I were to have shoplifted. If I were to have shoplifted, I would have had the excuse that, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just had my green bag here that I was carrying everything in around and I, I forgot to take this thing out and pay for it. And if that was truly, truly an accident, you know, and it was the same item, but someone intentionally hid it in their bag. Mm. Well, you know, that's theft. And the other thing is a mistake. Um, so, you know, things like, yeah, burglary or theft or murder or like or like when someone dies or like, you know, I mean, sexual assault is like so very fucking difficult with this one. Mm-hmm. You know, like that one is probably the most the most slippery because like you cannot literally you, yeah no probably not murder. it's probably yeah. way slippery depending <laughs> yeah. on the method yeah like but you know god like how can we how can we <laughs> i'm sorry i just got that i just picked that up <laughs> um uh but you know i mean that one that one is probably the the worst one to try and decide about whether intention mattered because the outcome was that someone was assaulted Mm. and does it really matter whether you thought they consented or not because that's really the intention was your was your intention to rape or was your intention to have consensual sex oh and it goes the other way you know because like yeah like because both um being raped and accusing someone wrongfully of rape both ruin lives Uh, yeah like yeah the whole kind of thing and so like i actually think that they should carry the same punishment Mm. but how like how the fuck do you prove it? And, and, and also like even, even like the idea that, oh, this, you know, I don't want to be too like hot take on this, but like, you know, the feeling that someone has, I feel like I have been raped, but the other person felt like they were having consensual sex. Yeah. Which, which is the more valid feeling, yes. you know, because all we're trying to do is figure out what they felt in that moment. Yeah. And, you know, and how can that even be dealt with in the criminal justice system? And is, you know, yeah, Yeah, who knows? And I think that's why it's become such a murky issue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think we're going to see more shifts in that still because, you know, things are finally kind of swing swinging in the direction of, you know, listening to survivors more than the accused. But there's a lot more dialogue. Yeah. There's more conversation. I think it's interesting, you know, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could have like a computer or something that could like tell us what happened i don't know well like and and what i think we're gonna see over um the next bit um very Mm. detailed time management there (laughs) um is probably a lot more refining of the definition of intent uh, or circumstance i think the law is going to have to be adapted to keep up with this because as there's so much more overload coming from this Mm. whole situation Mm. uh well like what what would you call it? like crime yes um the law is going to have to adapt and evolve to that well that's interesting you bring that up because one of the things that was raised in this high Nation podcast was that outside of some of these cut and dry things like theft murder whatever 
Um, None of which are cut and dry anyway. Though. No, no, but it's sort of that, like the, the crimes where I would say intention kind of matters more. I guess, in my mind. I Well, what about the yeah. intent of video piracy? Well, yeah. Okay, right. Okay, yes. So this is exactly right. So, okay. So I'll just read a quote. Okay, so this quote I will read from that episode, um, which is basically re- talking about how certain crimes are dealt with in the legal system, mm-hmm. right? So there are some crimes that, you know, in order to be convicted of first-degree murder, you have to prove that the that the accused person intended to kill that person right okay That's, that the, the the sort of burden of proof lies on the criminal mind right yeah but there's a whole bunch of laws that do not require that that question you don't have to answer that question okay so there's um all these crimes that you don't have to prove knowledge or intent um to be able to convict the person so an example um of that could be like with drug dealing so you don't have to prove that the person knew they were breaking the law. They had the drugs on them and they're guilty. Okay. You know, you don't have to, um, even even with like traffic laws and stuff like that, you know, you don't have to like show that someone, you know, to say like, oh, I didn't mean to run that stop sign. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. You did, you yeah. know. Um, so with all of these types of crimes, the government does not have to prove you acted with any ill will or criminally culpable mindset. They just have to prove that the act was done and that you're the one who did it. That's it, even if it was an accident. And that's why there's a problem. If, um, it, I'm sorry, is, it, is if there's no mens rea, a.k.a. criminal mind requirement, then accidents are chargeable at the same degree as things that are intended. Mm. Um, consider burglary. So burglary is entering someone else's residence, often at night, with the intent to commit a felony of theft inside. So in order to make out the case against the defendant, the prosecution would have to show that he actually entered someone's home. That's just a fact about how his body moved. I'm sorry. So you can say that, oh, my God, here I am on, like, Candace's apartment in the second floor. Someone's burglary in. And somebody could potentially say that they tripped and fell through my window. That's right. That and fucking asshole. I'll and beat the living shit out of him and I'll mean every bit of it. Exactly. And the sec- well, the secondary part of it, though, is that you would also need to show that they knew they were in someone else's home. Okay. But but you don't have to necessarily show that they meant to go into someone else's home. So you have to say they were in their home. They knew it was not someone else's home. Ah. Uh, right? This is also a thing, which is why you'd never wa- ra- write uh, rants if you're going to kidnap something. I think this was a big um, part of the whole JonBenet Ramsey mm. sort of investigation part of thing. But it's like going into the house, you would never – like, and it just got me thinking because I'm a fucking psycho about stuff like this – uh, like, if you're going into a house to kidnap somebody, you would always write the ransom note inside. Because if you were caught with a ransom note on the inside, ah. like, otherwise you can just be charged with breaking and entering. But that's why you write the ransom note inside. Never ah. take that with you. Don't ever pack Don't it. ever write it beforehand and bring it in. Never. Well, you also want to write it with their equipment so they don't have anything to track you with. Perfect. So you want to use their, whatever's in the house. Is what you, oh, there's a tip. If you're going to kidnap anyone, whatever, don't bring your own equipment. Just use what you find in the house. Don't bring your own <laughs> personalized stationery, whatever you do. Exactly. Anyway. Digress. Because then they could, because if they catch you outside that home with a bag full of duct tape and zip ties. They'll know your actual intent. Your intent. That, that gives an in, that gives an inclination of your intent. So going back to it is, does intent actually matter? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. If you can cover it up. Here's another one. If you can just if like, can... does intent actually matter? If like you can hide it from the world. Yes. Like a series you... of true crime podcasts. Yes. And internet tips. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, could, could you, could you like, I don't know because also I think back to this thing that happened when I was in high school with someone I knew who got called in to the have I told this story to you before I don't know tell it okay yeah so um I one of my girlfriends in high school got called into the principal's office one day because they the police when the police were there oh my god and the police had arrested a man who had been stalking my friend. Oh, my God. And so he had, like, all these photos of her when she was out on a run, like, over over periods of time, like, not just, like, one photo. Like, he'd been stalking her for, like, a period of time. And I, I have tried to look up this case so many times because I'm so interested in, in it. 
And I haven't been able to find any information on it because I didn't know the guy's name or anything else about him. Or you like stalk him. Yeah, well, like, or if he had committed this crime before. Mm. And, like, my my wonder, like, I don't ever know what happened to that. Like, I, I you know, I'm not in touch with that friend really anymore. And, um, it like, I don't really, I don't remember, like, you know, if the, if she charged, like, if the cops charged him and they had to go to court, like, who knows. But, like, with that, like, you know, you find a car full of someone taking stalker pictures. Is that you know that all that really is is stalking but, but you know why, you know, why was he stalking exactly and his argument can be i just want like i'm just i am a pervert i am a pedophile but i i i soothe that you know that tension i ease by stalking people and i never intended to hurt her i just needed to get out my weird stalker tendencies so i do this stalking but i never have any intent you know like am i a pe- am i a peeping tom yes yes am i a pervert Yes. yes. Am I a weirdo? Yes. Am I a murderer? Not yet. Yeah, like exactly. Am I a kidnapper? Well, I haven't had the chance to yet. Yeah. And is it just that because the opportunity didn't arise that they didn't do it? Yeah. You know? Um, one, yeah, so. And like, can I just say? Yeah. Hands up, Candace. Like, so with those crimes where you don't have to prove intent, like running a stop sign, mm-hmm. and therefore, like, I think in those situations, you should, like, in that realm of those law sets mm-hmm. and that rules like traffic laws mm-hmm. they should be punished with the same as an accident as intense because the outcome could be the same yes. and like that is a that is a different system that is like a not a, what's the word like it's almost binary there's no thought mm. or anything to the other side that's a traffic system and we've all agreed to fucking play by it yeah if you get a car and do it and that's because we know based on past things that shit things happen if we don't obey the stop signs. Well, and and I'm I'm a little bit for that kind of harsh interpretation of it because I think I have I have pretty fucking strong opinions about people obeying traffic rules. Same. As an Be- ex-tram driver? Yeah. Same. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I I don't really think that there is any excuse for not obeying them. Yeah, and if you like really. and if it was an accident, this fine will make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Very yeah. simply. Hopefully. Now, with hopefully. Can't, yeah. Can't yeah, but yeah, it. you're right. If it was an accident, well now you know. You but, know. So, with that in mind, knowing that people will get punished because we know that, like, I assume that that is there and that there is no ambiguity between a accident and um, an intended yes. gesture yes. Um, or an intended shit driving moment. Yes. Um, they punish that because they know that the outcome can be severe and could put other people at harm. If somebody's loitering and stalking, we know from, like, although mm. this guy may not have done it, although he could just be a harmless peeping Tom, the fact is that he's made somebody very uncomfortable. And from a long line of Evidence. court, like, court yeah. perverts, yeah. it does often end in kidnapping, rape, murder, like some weird lotion on the skin situation. <laughs> yeah. Like it all, it's all there. So it's like, totally. to, to me, there is a degree of fairness for you to be like, well... Looks like you're in shit, dude. Well, and, and like that's, you know, these are these are kind of the, it's so hard because, you know, you think about um, the dating game, game killer. I Rodney have Alcala. I am you not familiar him? with no? this. No, okay. I neither date nor kill. He was one of the true sociopaths of the 70s mm-hmm. and, and 80s, serial killer in L.A., and um, I just listened to the podcast about him. That's why I am talking about it. What was um, his name? Rodney Alcala. I haven't heard of him. Tell yeah, me so he's called the dating game killer because he was actually on the <sighs> dating game, oh my God. and like is the most like smooth talking. They like, all are. Yeah, like fully, fully sociopath, like charming, whatever. Could I just quickly interject yes. that I thought you said, "Have you played the dating game killer?" Oh, I was like, "There's a dating game called Killer." No, how do I play this? No, no. but that sounds so, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, so keep going, please. No, yeah. Yeah, no, so he, so this is what, you know, what in the past there used to be more sympathetic to this sort of line between we're like, well, yeah, but you didn't do the action yet, so we can't hold you accountable. Like, and you're hot. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like, you know, oh, and you're a man and whatever, if, like young girls get attacked, you know, but like he was basically arrested so many times on assault chart, like rape, like sexual assault charges. He abducted a little girl, um, but the cops intervened before he had a chance to molest her. And so because he didn't actually molest her yet, they like, so he was just like in and out of jail, like for months at a time Mm. for all these sort of little things because he hadn't, 
you know, it was like they found him with evidence that he was going to do something, that he could have done something, or, you know, he attacked a woman and he tried to pull her into his car, but he couldn't because she got away. And so he's not charged with attempted murder or attempted rape. It's just, you know, um, false imprisonment or something, oh which God. is like a lesser charge. So right? does so, intention matter? Or does it have to be attempt? What's the difference exactly, between intention and attempt? Exactly. And But, you know, now we know, and, you know, what, what happened is that he started off, you know, abusing, like started off molesting girls and then raping them. And then guess what? He's killing people. Oh my God. And it was like, you know, when he finally got caught for being a serial killer, everyone's outraged because he'd been arrested in, in the system so many times before yep. that happened. And a lot of a lot of the serial killers in the 70s and 80s are like that. Mm. Um, and oh. so now at some point as a society, we've decided, OK, like, you know, you've done this so many times, it's pretty probably likely you're going to try it again and it might escalate, you yep. know. Um, but at the same time, let him go. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, he didn't actually get yeah. that far. Like on the other t- on the other hand, yeah. it's nearly lunch. Yeah, <laughs> and like he didn't really mean it. He's a good bloke. Yeah, I'm he sure he didn't really mean it. I know he's got the cold, dead eyes of a killer, but yeah. he bought me a sandwich, so he yeah. can't be all bad. He's so charming. He's so charming. Um, but the uh, going back to that podcast episode, just because it was so fascinating. One, there's a lawyer on there who had proposed this idea. She's pretty much a prison abolitionist. Um, and I agreed with a lot of her ideas, which is that a lot of these things can be solved by actually removing them from the criminal justice system at all. Um, so, how? So instead of making it... Um, so one of the examples she was using was white-collar crimes because a lot of times people get out of those because they can argue that they didn't understand or know that they were breaking the tax law That's- or whatever it was, or dumping... It was illegal to dump this poisonous fucking liquid down the river because the EPA rules change so frequently and we don't know... We can't keep up with it. You know, like just you like had pleading the, ignorance. You had me on the tax law stuff because all that stuff is very, very hard to get your mind around. It is, but like they have like specifically like specialized accountants that you hire to do that when you're operating a massive corporation. So in my view, you have a duty to know. I thought you just meant like me. Oh, I was no, just no, trying no, to make sorry, sure no, that no, there no, was no, a record of me saying I don't understand the tax laws <laughs> no, for sorry. this oncoming audit that i'm probably gonna get sorry i was (laughs) no i was referring to large corporations breaking rules you know like um insider trading financial crimes or like fraud crimes or um i was unintentionally a ponzi scheme i didn't know pyramid schemes were you know that kind of stuff um where she was giving an example of polluting polluting and um you know you say that like you didn't know that it was illegal to dump this thing here Um, And so it's really, really hard in the criminal system to prove that that person had the criminal intent. Mm. And so, so many times when you see these white collar crimes, uh, these white collar court court cases, it's a really unsatisfactory outcome because um, you can't get a conviction because it's such a hard thing to prove. But what you can take it to is the civil jurisdiction where you don't have to prove that they intended to do it. You just have to prove that they did it. Okay. So you remove the question of intention at all. Yeah. And you bring it to a neg- – you bring the standard of um, – or the uh, duty of care. What's it called? Some legal <laughs> word. The, like, the, the moral – the sort of question that, like, the bar is yeah. set at – it's not about intention. It's not about, like, did you have the knowledge or mean to do this. It's just neg- – like, negligence is the largest. So, like, wh- should you have known that that was illegal and you did it – anyway even if you didn't know it was illegal even if you didn't know it was illegal you should have known and you had a duty to know and that's Mm. part of your duty as a person who runs a corporation so it doesn't matter that you didn't know quote unquote Mm -hmm. and the punishment could just be well you get your license taken away for a year and you can't do business you know and so it's not going to jail it's not sending the ceo to jail it's actually punishing them in a way that would actually hurt them (laughs) which is to say you can't earn money for a period of time because you did this thing or you have to you know donate all of this money to some cause that fixes the problem that you solved or something okay or that created do you know what i mean but okay yeah like i get what you're saying but what i mean is like that still doesn't prove intention because they can just say that and well, yeah but that's the point say, that's what i mean i yeah, think that's I the that. point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the, that's that's exactly so the point where does it's like, intention matter yeah does exactly intention matter? especially when the outcome was so horrible and like whether or not you meant to break this rule about dumping your poison in this river like well you have and now all the children who live downstream have three arms mm. and like are you gonna pay for their arm surgery <laughs> 
<laughs> or for extra sleeves to be attached to all their exactly. jumpers. Exactly. You've created this now. Are you responsible for it? It well, well responsibility is a different question, I that, guess. It really yeah. is because a lot of people do stuff and have no idea that like they could have intended it to be like fantastic, yeah. but didn't realize like and then do can you truly punish somebody for something that was an unforeseen yeah. possibility? Yeah. Especially when it comes to nuclear accidents. Yeah. Like, or like radioactive polluting. sort of yeah. mutations. Because yeah. no one there's no guarantee on that shit. No. <laughs> Um, and, and like, even if you're doing these experiments with the intention of creating some new amazing type of energy that removes any of need to use fossil fuels or anything like that, like, you've still polluted a whole town's river. And once again, are you paying for those children to get their extra arms removed? Mm. You know? Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was, like, an interesting way where you can, like, rem- just, like, remove the question of intention entirely because it doesn't matter in a lot of instances when it comes to, like, breaking laws that... Um, that are not about like such cut and dry things as murder or theft or, you know, that kind of, you know, there are very few actually that are that cut and dry. <laughs> I don't think any of them are cut and dry. No. Really. Um, I have one more thought experiment that they brought up in this episode too, which was really cool. It was about a case of a guy who um, had been found to be, he had possessed a bunch of child pornography mm-hmm. and he, I think had, um, abused his stepchild Mm -hmm. and all of this behavior had started kind of suddenly for him like he was in his 50s he hadn't really had any history of this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but he started you know just out of the blue like doing this and um, when he got an assessment with a doctor in prison or something they found out that he had a brain tumor Mm. that was pressing on some important part of the brain that controls your impulses to not molest children oh good and an off switch yes exactly or an on switch really because of the you put the tumor there and it turned that button on ah bugger or yeah i guess yeah or the impulse is off yeah either or so yeah maybe we all have a button in our heads that can make us do that i think we do Prop, think, like yeah. and or, or to kill people yeah yeah you just got to yeah. cop a swing to the head like totally. ramirez or don <laughs> Gacy. exactly like every serial killer person. not every but no, most them, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um And so he had this tumor removed and all of his urges went away. And, you know, he was trying to argue in court that, like, you know, I shouldn't be found guilty for this because it was completely out of my control. I had no agency over this. It's like, I don't deny that I did these things. Technically, that is an act of God, if you believe in it. Exactly. Technically, a tumor is this, like, is an act of God. And and, and would society, like, because what I want to think about is, like, it's not necessarily, like, did you break the law or not? Or was it a bad thing? I, I want to think about things like, will society be, be better off if we send this person to prison? You this know? is interesting. Like, how? what is the best outcome for society that we can get? And with a guy like that, you know, maybe it's something like, well, I want to be sure that you're not going to do this again. So I'm going to put you on an ankle monitor on house arrest for two years and, you know, make sure that you're you know, really like not doing any more of this horrible behavior Isn't and they put be you in with therapy. The yeah. No, yeah ankle, like an ankle brace yeah. house and the only other like thing is a, your daughter not within a school yeah. scandally clad or yeah. a cute outfit. I'm yes. so sorry, audience. <laughs> I'm fucked in the head. It's not a tumor. It's just how I am. I mean, I'm the one arguing for house arrest for like a clear, absolute abuse. But it's so. not that clear. He's it's, got a tumor. Exactly. He's but got he the did button. do it. But he did do it. So, you know, like what, what like, my, you know, like my, my version is like, well, he did it, but it wasn't in, in his control. But then like, but then do you look at people like Richard Ramirez, who had the most fucked up childhoods ever and had injuries? Was he, did he have agency? Could he intend to do those things? Or was it really he did the only things he could have done with the set of circumstances and genetics that he had? Uh, you know, was uh, it always going to turn out like that? Well, I guess it's like it's hard because we yeah. don't actually know what the compo- like the impulse the fighting mm. is like with a serial killer like how how strong is the impulse to do that because apparently there's heaps of sociopaths out yeah. there who are all dying to kill every one of us but they know that they won't get away with it well that's right yeah yeah absolutely and there's you know i mean like i have impulses where i just like want to just you know i've got lots of imp- not i was gonna say like sit around on the couch and not move any cake all day long but I, and I, that is a strong impulse for me is it as strong as killing somebody yes well not Personally, for me, that is my killing somebody. Is That's it? killing me slowly and softly. Mm. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I guess, yeah, like, the question of the, like, yeah, again, it's slippery, like, because I don't know, like, and really, ultimately, like, whether or not the person, do we just look at the pattern of behavior and say, well, you did this so many times that we really just, society can't afford to give you a second chance, even if it wasn't your intention. Ah, but then by that same token, that means that somebody that decides to, like, do a shootout spree and you look at their past behavior mm. and be like, you've never done this before. Therefore, we're letting you off. Ooh, very good. <laughs> or like, you know, people who plead insanity, mm. you know, where they just, I had a mental breakdown. I don't remember doing it. I blacked out. I blacked out. I didn't write a manifesto. You know, the manifesto people, it's That's like another easy. hot tip from do you ever think about, don't ever write a manifesto. No, don't, unless you want, unless you plan on getting killed by the cops as you're doing it. So is that your intention? Like, if you want to get caught by something, then it is, does it matter? Yeah. Have we, have we reached? What do you reckon? Okay. All right. So my view is that in almost every circumstance, your intention doesn't matter. Um, in interpersonal things, I think especially, like, is where... I can apply that because I think like a lot, like if you say things like, oh, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, I think, I feel like most people have a duty to be considerate to others. Well, and this is what I was thinking of when I, cause with my first thought, cause I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. However, I do believe in the benefits of a personal experience when you do th- nice things. Mm, yes. Yeah. And, and I also believe that the recipient of an action has a duty to interpret things in good faith. You know, so, so if, so I guess what I'm trying to think of is like an example where like I unintentionally hurt someone's feelings, but also that person should to the best of their ability, try to see that I am not a person who is trying to intentionally hurt their feelings. That's a big call though. Well, I mean, like, I think, you know, I like charity, it's kind of the principle of charity and like debate. So in debate, there's a principle that like, you, you know, it, it, you're debating in good faith when you presume that the other person is also debating in good faith. Yeah. So you're trying to be charitable to them. You're trying to give them the best case scenario because you don't want to believe that they're just trying to be a, a difficult cunt just for the sake of it. He's a philosopher. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like in those circumstances and in interpersonal things, maybe it is more slippery than this, but like I think most of the time... You know, if you're if you're you're do, doing your absolute best to be really conscientious of how other people feel, and other people are doing their best to interpret your actions in a charitable way, that's kind of how you're going to have good relationships with people. Yeah, um, I think in the legal, I think that like with the legal questions we talked about, like there are few, very few examples where I think intention matters, and even then. I think it's more important to consider when you're, if you're going to like, so like, why does it matter in the process of judging someone, whether they're good or not? Mm. What you're, I think what you really should be judging is like, how can we make this the best outcome for society? Yeah. Oh, and then laws. So like you have a law, the intention of the law. See, I think that's where it really does matter. The intention of the law. Uh, well, in that case, like, because it's weird, right? Laws, they're all written fucking ages ago. Mm. So how can the intent be relevant for the most part? Yeah, and how can we actually know unless someone wrote it out? Unless they were also journaling at the same time. And even that can't, like, mm. like yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, even even then, you know, how could, uh, how could like, the, the founding fathers or whatever, whoever wrote the Constitution in Australia or whoever wrote it in America, like... I believe it was Shannon Knoll. Oh, right. Very good. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was Are you sure it wasn't Ned Kelly? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all the people I know from Australian history. Um, Shannon Knoll is a... Do you know who Shannon Knoll is? Is like, a sports player? No, he's, like, a shit singer. Oh. <laughs> he's saying, like, what about me? <gasps> oh, that one. We'll cut that. I like that Aussie. joke. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Um, like, how could you even know what their intentions would be as applied to the modern setting? Yeah. Would and they have had that inten- intention still? And even if their intentions are pure, what if we're just like playing along with all these rules, but really it was just the rich people anyway who wrote them that don't have to actually give a rat's 
yes. ask to anybody like what greater society is anyway yes or like you know you have uh, the examples of like bombing for peace is like you know the, that fucking is like virginity. fucking for virginity yeah exactly but you know you uh, there was a really good example I found from uh, this art well it was for originally a letter between Noam Chomsky and Sam Harris oh yeah two very influential thinkers to me um, and in this I will just say right now before I get cancelled that on this occasion I definitely agreed with Noam Chomsky and not Sam Harris okay <laughs> just FYI because we might it was get a very spicy I don't know what you're going to say okay yeah it was a very Sam Harris had a very spicy take that I disagreed with and that got him in a lot of trouble but okay. basically uh, they were they had this open letter exchange where they were trying to sort of understand each other's views on foreign policy and the long and short of it was that Sam Harris was saying that um, during Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton was president he bombed this um, pharmaceutical drug factory in uh, Sudan Mm -hmm. which was a as a sort of um, retribution for some embassies in North, in Eastern Africa of the U- U.S. embassies that had been bombed by these different terrorist organizations. And he went in and bombed this pharmaceutical company as like a basically warning strike to basically say, stop bombing our embassies um, and, you know, stop doing bad things in your country because we're watching you type of thing. Brutal. Yeah, and 10,000 10, people died, right? Yeah. And Sam Harris says that that's not as bad as 9-11, even though only 3,000 people died during that because the terrorist intention was to cause damage and harm, whereas Clinton's and the U.S.'s intention in the Sudanese example was to create more peace. Right. No, I don't agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Right, right. Because then Chomsky comes back and he says, okay, well, what about this? Um, there's substantial evidence about the very sincere intentions of Japanese fascists while they were devastating China or the sincere intentions of Hitler in Sudentland and Poland. There is at least as much reason to suppose they were as sincere as Clinton when he bombed Al-Shifa, which is the place in Sudan. And can um, I just say, mm. you don't use bomb unless you're sincere. That right. is a very, very strong gesture. You're sincerely, you know, you have this sincere th- thought that this is the right thing to do. Yeah, a bomb is a message and a big one at that. You don't do that unless you're sure exactly. or you're like very, you really care about your message. Exactly. And is the, you know, the maxim is if you're living by the sort of moral code of like, do, you know, like harm reduction, mm. do the least amount of harm in this world as you can. Well, does it fucking matter what your intention is when you bomb a, fucking hospital and that's kill 10,000 people like, that's kind of what I think like do you think you know, the families of the 10,000 that died give a fuck about your exactly, intention exactly exactly so I mean, no intention doesn't matter no <laughs> so, and I mean and I can apply this even oh. to the, dropping the nukes on um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki it's like that ended World War II is still not a good thing and what we're like talking about is like okay does intention matter I guess it depends on where you are in the spectrum yeah. Like not the spectrum, but like in the in the scenario. Mm. If you're the person, if like, because we've been really caught out about oh. the person doing, oh. but the person who receives whatever the fucks happened to you doesn't give a shit about your intention. Oh well, or except when they do, right? So except like, when they do. <laughs> yeah, no, that maybe that's the best way to judge it. Okay, because okay, because I'm thinking about like crimes yes. again. Yes, imagine if we had a justice system that was based on the victim being like, well, how do you feel? Yeah, like what do you think? What do you think the best outcome? Like, so you know, someone who is a victim of crime. Being like, you know, in that this ex- could have massive holes in it as well. It could. It could we're just gonna flesh it out because I'm just just we're, spitballing. Just we're just spitballing. and we just I just that hit me like a bomb. No, that was great. <laughs> I love that. Why are we thinking about whether the person intended to do it or not? Why aren't we thinking about the way it was received? So like, you know, you stole you um, were in a little mom and pop shop, and oh no, see it does break down. But it's, it does okay. Okay. If because if it was a conversation, all right, you stole something from this mum and pop shop. They're kind of pissed. However, they have a chance to speak to the person and be like, "Well, why'd you steal it?" Be like, "I was starving," or well, it's like, yes. "I just hate you guys." Yes. Yeah. Well, that was all I had, pretty much. Yeah, like I just kind of like was on for the ride for that one. Um, Sorry, I loved yeah, it. I did do a lot of talking. And no, I loved it. It was very interesting. <laughs> um, so final thoughts. Yeah. What do you reckon? Intention does it matter? Um. Oh God, I'm going to say think the same thing I said in the beginning, which I think is sometimes yes, sometimes no, but less, it, it, more frequently it does not matter than it does. I feel it does. Mm. Overwhelmingly. Oh. Um, like overwhelmingly, especially I feel like intention in your everyday life is probably the key to a happier life, not in a manifesting way, but just like if you do nice things, you would like... 
If you do nice things, you actually are a nice person. Do you, does that kind of come into the idea of like mindfulness and like awareness? No, like, no, no. Um, I just mean like not being a cunt. Yeah, like, but that, yeah, kind of like, but like being aware of what you're doing and being aware of not being a cunt. Well, this is of. what, like, I wonder. I wonder. Because I like, I come off as an asshole. I'm very abrupt, like abrupt, assertive, and annoying. But I do know that I'm like generally considerate of the people around me and do like to do nice things. And that's not for my own personal gain. I just enjoy doing it because it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder what it would be like. What is it like to not have like, cause you're like that. I know that because we've been friends for years. I, you and I can vouch for each other mm-hmm. that we are actually mm-hmm. nice people. That we are nice, general, genuinely nice people. Genuinely yes. nice people. If not a bit a brush. Mm. Uh, but like, so what would it be like? For somebody who doesn't have that impulse, that genuinely thinks the world is a cold, hard place Mm. and therefore they don't do those things and the world continues to be a cold, hard place. In that matter, and that's trying. I mean, that's not me trying to be like, oh, manifest your destiny. Mm. That's just a very like sociological based sort of principle and it's probably founded in the fact that we need like cooperation and for people to like you or else you die. Yeah, like, yeah, and like it's self-interested, really. It is self-interested, but like is everything self-interested on like mm. a subconscious primal level that we could never even access if we wanted it yes, to? Like, All we do is feel the warm fuzzies. Yes, yeah, and like we think it's altruistic, but it's really... I'm hoping that she'll go out with me. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 totally. Did. Hope she sees this bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Goes um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think that inside the mind, obviously I don't know what's inside the mind of a mean person because I am just such a giving and selfless person, but it's so hard to be the selfless. Is. Um, but I would imagine that, you know, when you meet people who do seem very miserable, it is because they are very self-centered. And I think that the sort of intention, so like in that way, it is, it does, the the goodness of the action is, the intention does matter because you have to think about other people. Okay, what do you think's better? Good deeds or good thoughts? Oh, definitely good deeds and you can't convince me otherwise. Oh yeah? Yeah. I reckon because they probably again, can't do good deeds without good thoughts. So I'm going to say good thoughts. But see, this is back to that question though because what about, but what about the example I didn't give earlier, which was like <laughs> you've unintentionally done something really nice for someone? That's unintentionally. Yeah. Well, oh, if the okay. person like if the person reciprocated it is happy, who gives a fuck? If anything, that's your karma. That's what I mean. But then that's a deed. That's not a thought. And that's the and that's the that's a sort of it, or is it good? Because in that cunt we were talking about. <laughs> He Isn't would say he would say that if you unintentionally did something good, that wasn't a good deed because but, you didn't mean to. Well, who's deciding on what a good deed is? Yeah. You doing it or the person receiving it? I guess us. Well, like us as third parties. Yeah, <laughs> as so, judges, as judges. But like the person receiving it, they don't know any better. Yeah, yeah. They just got the latte. See, that's where I go. That's where I really agree that maybe it should be viewed from the recipient of the action or the outcome. Cause a good, uh, cause, cause the other thing is, you can try and do a good deed, and it might not be well received. Mm. Say if you really thought you'd nailed it with a present, and it turns out it was horrible. Or it like reminded them of their dead, yeah, cat, or anybody, something. yeah. Like so, it's like, well, actually, cause now, or like you know, I was just trying. Oh, here's an example. Yeah, people, um, I've seen this a lot. Um, you know, with people who have chronic disabilities or um, chronic illness. Where, you know, you might say that I know that someone was just trying to be nice, but they've asked me if I've tried yoga. Yeah. And that's the 25th person who's asked me that. And I know it. And I fucking know that, like, the issue is way more than just trying yoga for whatever my illness is. Um, You know, that is so aggravating to people who hear those suggestions over and over and over again. But have they actually tried yoga? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, what about like a like? But what about like? Did a you vegan actually diet? try it, or like, did you? <laughs> but like, also like, also have you tried going vegan though? Like, you know, because apparently it makes more white blood cells. Yeah, yeah. If you eat raw. Yes, but you know what? Like, I before I sort of saw friends who would express this view, um, I was guilty of being a, an unintentionally not. It's not offensive. Like, no one hates you and thinks you're a bad person for I, doing that. But it's a, it's a, it's a microaggression in a lot of ways. I think because it's kind of you know. Until I was made aware that it was that, just in the same way as the teacher who might not have realized they were being prejudiced, you know, um, I had to be made aware of it to to stop it. But the harm done, 
maybe is a little bit less because they know that I didn't intend to. Yeah, I've definitely asked you people know? if they've tried yoga. You know, yeah. Really, especially when I was feeling the real benefits of yeah, it as well. Yeah, totally. So I don't, like, for everybody that I asked to be like, I'm sorry. Totally. And yeah, and I, I've been guilty of just saying things like, have you tried exercise in general yeah. or something like that, where, you know, like that. Now I know, like, I wouldn't say that to someone who, like, has been to doctors and I'm sitting there going fucking drink apple cider vinegar. Like, obviously that's not what the problem is, you know? (laughs) So anyway, so I think like maybe if we look at through the eyes of the recipient of the action or whatever, and then they can decide whether the intention mattered or not. Yeah. Sometimes, 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 yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes like the the intention really was pure and it just come off badly or like clumsily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in just, which, like, yeah. so really what we've gotten to the end is um, yes and no. Yes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, this really underscores my, my other sort of deeply held belief, which is that you really can't make generalize it, generalized rules about morality because – Almost everything in life, maybe, could I just say this generalized thing, everything in life is case by case. Except (laughs) video piracy. (laughs) You wouldn't download a textbook or what is it? You wouldn't download a, what's that ad? You wouldn't download a house. Yeah. You wouldn't download a diamond ring. I would totally. Like with 3D, like a 3D printing. Yeah, totally. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. This is a great, very good brain food. Great chat. I loved this. This is great. Yeah, I can see your eyes sparkling. I know. Wildness. Um, I would like to say to our listeners that we love philosophical questions like this. We also just like general questions. So if you have any questions you want us to answer or talk about. And I don't give a fuck what your intention is behind the question. No. If you just send us a question, I'll answer it. That's right. <laughs> and I'm going to have, I'm going to answer it in good faith and, you know, think that you had the best intention behind this question that you really just wanted to know. I'll be cynical, but that's why yeah. our dynamic works. Exactly. <laughs> um, or if you think we've uh, missed a huge topic of this, please point it out. We'd love to know. Mm. Um, so, I will give you our email address where you can write to us, which is do you ever think about mail at gmail.com. That's it. And the phone number, which is 04 You're looking 9986035. If that's it, you Ooh. fucking won an award. I was right. Oh, you were? You fucking won an award. 0499. <laughs> Eight six zero three nine seven. That's our phone number. Send us a text. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Ask us some questions. Tell us how great we are. Or not. Or tell us no negative you. feedback, please. Ever. I can't handle it. <laughs> Where it is, mom? Looking at you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Mom? No negative feedback. All right. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Um, just try and be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Thinkers, thank you so much for supporting our show. We would really appreciate it if you could hit follow and share with anyone that you think might enjoy it as well. Big thanks to Someone for designing our graphics and Scotty Rudderman for uh, mixing our opening track with music from Frook. Once again, please write in your thoughts, your experiences and your stories. These are for our upcoming mini-sodes where we revisit the topics from your perspective. Our contact details again are do you ever think about mail at gmail.com or 0499 860 397. Till next time, keep thinking.